How's it going, Orange County? We're here to uh, talk about some fun stuff when it comes to Orange County Soccer Club. Uh, we're getting that much closer to the start of the new season, and I'm sure everyone's getting excited about it. I know I am. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And it's in. Darwin Jones with the response for Orange County. And it is a massive one. Austin Bold dominant in the last step. Forcer in the middle now. Gets around a few defenders. Forcer with the outside of the foot. What a strike by Harry Forrester. It's the opening goal for Orange County. Heads it down. Back post. Opportunity and a goal. A beautiful goal by Orange County. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How is it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast presented by Roughneck Scarves. We are the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm with you each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Joining me live and direct from Mardi Gras, we've got Dylan from Counterline Coalition. Dylan, how's it going, man? It is going. I hope everyone can hear. Nope. I hope oh, we can hear you. Hear that beer being opened. I'm drinking the oh. Mardi Gras Bach from Abita Brewing um, from New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm having a great Tuesday night. And that's mostly because I've been drinking on an empty stomach. Dude, I was drinking that just like a couple episodes ago. Um, so I'm glad you are joining and drinking that awesomeness. Um, by the way, everyone, happy Fat Tuesday. Uh, happy presidential debates. I mean, there's a bunch of fun stuff going on. So for those of you that are joining on to watch us here, thank you so much for that. By the way, we've got some special fun stuff planned a little bit later. We're actually going to do our own version of a debate here if we can, I guess, get it to work out properly. Um, We are waiting for one last person uh, to join us. If you're familiar with our podcast, that's Alan down in San Diego. He is going to be joining us shortly here uh, remotely via his phone. He's going to be calling in in just a bit, hopefully here. But we do have some um, interesting stuff, fun stuff, and then again, a little bit of fun to go on at the end of the episode. We're going to talk about roster signings. Uh, If you listened to our podcast last week, we sort of debated, or not debated, but sort of speculated on who the club may be announcing over the week. Uh, We finally found out all those answers. And and let me just say this, Dylan, I I think we, you really, but give give yourself a pat on the back, Dylan. You, You nailed it with the guesses of who... The signings were going to be in, and I'm going to tell you this straight up, folks. It was it was completely we were guessing on it. It wasn't you know we didn't have any insider information, and Mr. Dylan there he he got it three for three. Pat yourself on the back, Dylan. Yeah, Instagram stalking. Um, I have to I have to really give my thanks to Seth Kasipley for tagging Nathan Smith, um, and uh, Brian Olosky in a in a post a few weeks ago. I mean, without that, I would have no chance. And then I think with um, uh. Our, our, the other player, uh, Sean, um, you yeah, the last name is just sort of, it, 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 the last name is just like losing my mind right now. And it's, uh, it's just sort of embarrassing that I'm doing that. 
I haven't even been drinking like you, Dylan, so I don't know what's going on with me right now. Um, it was it uh, Sean Acoli, right? That's the one. I was going to say you're, that you're is the one. old, so now you're senile, but I think that's a half description of me anyway. I, I think I'm getting there, man. I think I'm getting there. But I, I know with, with uh, Sean Acoli, you know, fans were seeing him at some of the matches and uh, sort of putting two and two together. Why else would he be there other than potentially joining the club uh, and just waiting for an announcement there? Lo and behold, that happened shortly after our podcast released. Uh, the club released the official statement welcoming, welcoming, welcoming him to Orange County. Uh, and then just a few days later, we had the announcement of, uh, I want to say, man, I'm just, I'm just blanking out. It was Brian Oloski. Uh, and then I guess just, was it earlier today? Uh, the third piece of that puzzle, defender, uh, Nathan Smith. So those are the three new joinees to your Orange County soccer club, joining all the other players that the club has slowly built up. And, you know, I, I know we were all sort of freaking out, Dylan, Alan, myself, sort of freaking out with, the club wasn't really making many announcements. The club was looking very thin at many key positions and we're slowly building a nice group of guys. And I, I think at least one of my favorite parts of it is that it's a group of relatively younger guys. We're not bringing in the players that are, you know, maybe playing for one or two last seasons, like we've seen in the past with maybe like a Josh Hoyveld uh, or, or something of that nature. We're bringing in some either in their prime or, maybe about to hit their prime uh, and throw it in with some of the younger guys there. Dylan, uh, what are your thoughts with these three, three new additions joining the club and sort of what the, the club has built or what the team has built up for a roster uh, heading into the final uh, week of preparation? Um, I think there's some questions to be asked of these guys. And I think that's fair. Um, I think we do need to ask questions of, of the players that we sign um, and kind of spur them on. Right. Not every signing is going to be a 2018 and Voldson or a 2018 and 2019 Michael Seaton or a 2019 Darwin Jones um, or a 2018, 19 Aiden Quinn for that matter. Um, you know, these, these guys do need to, to show up and, and try really hard. And I think getting the younger guys who are at the beginning of their careers or coming into their prime is the way to go to get that, um, to play for that club option next year, to play for hopefully another MLS spot for some of these guys. That's the way that this team should be built. Uh, that's the way that most teams should be built at this level. That's what we're doing here, especially with some depth options, with guys like Blake Malone and guys like Nathan Smith. Um, they can easily make a lot of appearances at the USL level, the probably fringe MLS players. Um, and because they're young and they have American citizenship, the odds of them getting MLS deals in the near future are entirely likely, especially as defenders, because they don't cost a lot of money and MLS owners and, and teams and GMs historically and continue to not really spend any money on defenders. So hopefully it's a, a good gamble for us. These guys are, are really solid throughout the season. And then, you know, with the few loan moves from Rangers, we have a, a solid, solid program for 2020. And I was going through just looking, because I've been trying to update uh, our website, the OCSE podcast website. We do have a page on there that has uh, the roster list of the players and you can actually go on, um, and read their profiles pulled straight from Wikipedia. Uh, if we know that they have either an Instagram or a Twitter account, you can go on there and you can get that information so you can start following some of your favorite players. Uh, and so I'm, I, you know, looking at it again, like I said, a few weeks back, it was looking very bare. Uh, and now you're looking at it, you got 
some depth all across the, you know, I guess the least depth is going to be up front in the forwards and winger section. Uh, but again, looking pretty good, building a roster and we're, we're getting there by the way, if you're listening on the podcast, you don't know, we do do a live broadcast of our show Tuesday evenings at eight 30 PM Pacific time. We, we stream it on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope slash Twitter, and even on our website via Twitch. So if you're ever interested in watching us live, you can go on there and chat with other fans that may be watching us. And sometimes we even pay attention to what you're saying. Like uh, super fan Andy was calling me out already for having a horrible start and uh, quote, Ray's having a terrible today or no, see, I'm already doing it. Ray's having trouble today. Uh, and uh, definitely I am. And, and I'll sort of give you a short reason why I'm just exhausted. Uh, my wife, late last night started just coming down with what seems to be the flu and uh, it's put her out for most of the day today. So I'm living that single parent life right now and it's darn near exhausting. So all you single parents out there props to you. Cause uh, it's, this is giving me a lot more respect for you. It's, it's, it's a darn exhausting job to be a single parent uh, on this. Get Don't your, you agree, uh, Dylan? get your vaccine. Yeah. Um, as the Single? No, I can't even say that I'm a single parent of a cat because um, my cat absolutely loves my dad more than, um, or my roommate more than it loves me. Um, but no, don't forget to vaccinate your kids or, or whatever, um, or your or your or your spouse or whatever. Vaccinate your kids or whatever. You know who cares about the the or older don't. people? I mean, you're right. We're all Americans. <laughs> it's a mess. You have that right, I'm right? So I guess that's your freedom. I, I'm gonna apologize right now for the quality of this podcast. <laughs> it's, you know, it's one of those things. I think we're all just getting really excited, getting to the, to the start of the season. We're ready to actually start talking about uh, soccer games, uh, you know, praising the the players that are playing well and bashing the players that aren't living up to expectations. And the rest. Uh, hopefully that's always very bashing. limited this season. What was that, Dylan? Always bashing the refs too. Don't forget about that part. <laughs> the refs. Don't forget the refs. Yeah, we got to We got to Make sure we do that. I still think I need to find a good little like theme song for our segment where we talk about uh, the 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 refs and start bashing them. Oh, and by the way, we've got our good friend Alan has finally decided to jump on here. I don't know if he was <laughs> prepping his notes, if he was prepping his notes for the debate later on in the episode or not. But Alan, um, let our listeners know how you've been today. I've uh, been pretty good. Uh, we had a district pre-festival concert that i was adjudicating and clinicking so one time at band concert uh and things went well a lot of really good uh middle school and high school performances and it was great to give some feedback to help make them better oh and this one time at band camp yep damn it ray (laughs) oh you should be enjoying this still and you're drunk um i wasn't what we were just talking i don't stand for this what we were just talking about, Alan, just to get you up to speed, is we were just sort of talking about how uh, the the three signings, we, we sort of gave ourselves a pat on the back, especially Dylan, because he called it right on the money. Uh, but we're just talking about how the roster has filled up. These three new signings have sort of given us a nice, solid uh, depth to our roster now, uh, where a few weeks back we were sort of all scared that we weren't going to have a, a full roster for the season. Um what are your thoughts? Do you, are, are you feeling as well that – are you agreeing with me that the roster is filling out pretty nicely here? Yeah, I think a couple of weeks ago you're looking at mid-table of the West. Uh, and then the past couple of weeks, um, really, I think, seen the Orange County stock rise to where, you know, you're going to be um, – I, I think the expectation is a home playoff match 
uh, first round uh, pushing for a second round um, home playoff match. I think uh, you went from we're not sure what the back line is going to look like and we're not sure who's going to be all the way up top um, to all right. Now we got some really nice pieces up top. We got some really nice pieces in the back. Uh, we you we had some really nice pieces in the middle. And I, so I think Orange County is really uh, going to give the top of the West a run for their money the way it's constructed right now. Uh, you obviously have to play games, but uh, they're looking a lot better now. And I, and I think, you know, what you're saying there, Alan, uh, you know, battling for top of the West, uh, that's really going into a season that is a dream scenario for most fans. Yes, the ultimate goal is to win the championship, but if you can have a team that's going to compete week in, week out, and be one of the top teams coming into the season and have, you know, at least two, possibly three home matches in the playoffs, that is awesome because that gives you, as a fan, more games to be able to attend. You're, you have a winning side. Uh, winning matches is always a lot more fun than losing matches. Uh, I, I'm sure you two are, are are going to agree on that. So uh, the fact that, like you said, Alan, is this roster now is looking more like a top-tier roster instead of a middle-of-the-pack roster. Uh, uh, it, it makes things more exciting heading into the this final weekend before the season starts. So, Dylan, do you agree with that thought that we're now more sitting at the top of the, the West roster-wise as opposed to the middle? Yeah, and honestly, I mean, look at the transfers, or I guess the signings. We don't really do transfers here. Um, I mean, look at the signings the last two, three years. <laughs> it's always really late in the year, right? We've signed guys in March uh, who were supposed to be either big, important keys or were big, important keys. Hell, we signed Joshua Evald in, in <laughs> June after he finished up with uh, I don't mind uh, FC20 in, um, in the Netherlands in 2018. This is usually how we do things. We we do things pretty late. Yeah. We, those fringe MLS guys, that's how it is. That's fine. Um, I don't have an issue with that. I think it'll yeah, Ro- yeah, Roscoe was a mid-year signing last year as well. well maybe not mid-year. I think but... each year. I think yeah. each year we've had, like the last few years, we've had like mid-season signings that were big signings. Because you look at, uh, like Dylan was saying, Josh Hoyveld. I think we're forgetting. I think that same season was Kevin Alston. Uh, and Darwin Jones were midseason pickups. And then last season you had Frederick Dew, Michael Orozco coming in as midseason pickups uh, to bolster the roster and help things out, which uh, didn't quite get there last season. But maybe this season they're getting there. They're, they, you know, from what I was hearing from the club, a lot of these announcements that we've had aren't like these players they just signed today. It's just one of these things maybe you're having to – Maybe you got them signed, but you're having to wait for clearance or yeah. or what it may have been. But it's not like these players are just now, you know, meeting up with a team starting tomorrow because they just, quote, unquote, got announced or signed today. So um, that's a, always a good thing is if you have some players that are at least there with the club and sort of getting a feel for what's going on, even if they have not yet been announced as a signing. That's, that's always a nice thing because now they're getting an idea of what to expect from their teammates, the coaching staff, the team, and and, and whatnot. And uh, it's definitely an exciting uh, – it, it's a lot more exciting heading into the season than it was a few weeks back. Well, I mean, just remember last year after the, that Tacoma loss, it was will Orange County make the playoffs or even play in? And then they went on that run to get back to fifth place, and they even were in contention for a home you know, top four finish last year. And they put themselves into some pretty tough holes at the beginning and mid part of the year. So if they can come out pretty 
pretty competitive, maybe not even hot, but competitive. They won't have to dig themselves up four or five, six places to get to that playoff. And now they have a, a solid chance of starting out well and then just kind of maintaining that top four, top five placement and don't have to work as hard to get up to fifth. And, and there's still some uh, a few more thoughts of, of possible signings uh, heading into the final uh was it 10 days or whatever before the match? Uh, Andy, listening to us live on, on YouTube, mentioned uh, Sam Gomez, who was the trialist that got an offer to come to, to training camp. He said he looked pretty good uh, against the Rapids uh, when we played them. Um, so that's potentially another option for the club to to sign, bring on uh, for the season. Also, I think there was uh, there's some dude that's like five foot three or something out there that scored a goal. I forget He's uh, a very who nice it was against. But... I, I forget his name and I feel terrible for him. Uh, and first fans, but yeah, he, he's at last I saw he was still with the club as well. And I mean, the goal that they put on social media, I think it was the second or third preseason match. It was a beautiful goal. Um, I, I and I'm no offense if I'm calling him the short guy that's like five three. That's just my only way of referencing because I couldn't remember his name yet at this point either. I think he's Armenian. Um, so if anyone listening can call out the shut out the name on on comments or something like that, let us know. But um, Andy. Of course, this we need to just have Andy as like a permanent member of our. He could be our statistician or something. Just jump on and message us all the information. He, uh, I'm going to butcher the name, but it's like Gavorg Ohanian or something like that. Um, so, still some pot- potential for announcements in the next uh, bit of time here. So that's exciting. Also, let's get into really quickly about these matches. These these two preseason matches that have happened over this past week. Um, one of them was up at Cal State Fullerton at Titan Stadium. It was a 1-1 draw. Uh, I don't know, Dylan, I don't know if you got a chance to make it out to that one or not. Um, but if you didn't, we can just sort of talk based on what we're seeing off of social media and what people possibly were talking about. And maybe I'll just look for Andy to jump on the comments and share his thoughts on it because I think he was probably there. Uh, Dylan, did you make your way up to, to Titan Stadium for that match? Uh, I didn't. I had work, unfortunately, and a track meet beforehand, so it was it was a bit of a mess. Um, I I really didn't get to see any of that besides what was posted on Instagram. So one one draw, uh, basically. <laughs> you know what? It, uh, this uh, this season, I think it's been hard for us to really get out there for preseason matches. I know last season I got out to many of them. You got out to many of them. It's just been very difficult this season, maybe with the scheduling and things going on. Um, a one one draw against a. Uh, Cal State Fullerton's not the most exciting thing to see, but uh, preference it as it, it's preseason. It's all about getting some work in. From what I could tell, most of the the starters didn't play much, or they may have only played a half. And then you're looking at just sort of a roster of of people trying to make the team. Uh, so you can always expect something like that. Um, you come into it like as uh, Orange County. They're what they've been around for what ten years or so now. Uh, they don't. There, there's nothing in preseason matches other than getting work in, getting revved up for the season. They're not out there trying to go undefeated in the preseason. Uh, so, I mean, not much to um, to say about it. I don't know, uh, Alan, if you have any thoughts based on what you saw on social media or any other information on there. Um, yeah, I don't put a whole lot of stock in preseason. Um, we're not Phoenix fans. Um, but... <laughs> I, I, I mean, you just, it's just about building match chemistry um, and getting, you know, your legs underneath you in a match. I mean, you can simulate matches all you want, but until someone's coming at you full speed, um, you're never going to feel that intense. 
mean, it is what it is. You're playing college kids. They're hungry. They want to make a point that we be professionals. So, um, yeah, I don't put a whole lot of stock in it. It's just <laughs> fun to get out and watch. But it is a little bit of a jaunt, and you got to make sure you schedule that time out. I know that one of them, um, was it during the day? Um it was like a 10 30 i think both of them were were morning games this past week so that's where it makes it a little difficult for some people to make it out as well because uh because of that i got um, jobs <laughs> i will say this um probably the biggest news coming out of the cal state fullerton match wasn't actually the match but it was uh the three youngsters coming out from rangers uh they had i guess you know done that trip which is a definitely a pretty long trip and then they came out they actually were at the stadium they're watching their their new teammates and I guess sort of taking in the atmosphere. I know it was a little bit of a rainy Saturday morning or at least gloomy Saturday morning, uh, which they may be used to coming from from Glasgow out there in Scotland. Uh, but it was nice to see them. The club uh, posted a little social media feed with them sort of sharing just a couple bits of information out there. Um, again, super fan Andy, I think, took a picture with them um, out there at the stadium, posted it all over social media. Yes, Andy, I do follow you on Twitter. Uh, I just, I can't, I, I don't have a picture memory of what you posted uh, this last Saturday or whatever it was. It wasn't even this last Saturday. Was it? I don't know. I'm I'm lost. Probably was this last Saturday. Um, then skip ahead to this morning, actually, uh, Orange County hosting LA Galaxy 2 at Championship Soccer Stadium um, or the Great Park. I don't remember quite where it was. For that again, I don't think any of us were able to make it out for that one. Another one-one draw in that match. Uh, I don't think any big deal about it. Again, it's just getting the work in, getting prepared, um, and then one last preseason match coming up this weekend as Orange County will host Las Vegas Lights in an evening match on the weekend. So it's really that prep game for fans to come out and really sort of uh, prep the, the what the you know a, a game type situation there what you're really going to fill in the season. Counterline Coalition, I'm sure, will be out there. Maybe not in full force, but a good amount of them will be out there getting their vocal cords warmed up and and whatnot. Um, Dylan, are you planning to make it out for this match? I don't think Dylan is, or he forgot to unmute himself I'm before sorry. he starts talking. I, there he is. I'm, I'm going to pretend like I heard that question, but I definitely need you to actually repeat it. <laughs> are you, <laughs> I was just going to say, are uh yeah, I sort of just breezed right over LA Galaxy because it was another 1-1 draw. Not much to talk about other than, like Andy says, LA is a landfill where all our trash goes. Uh, but Las Vegas Actually. Lights coming up. Um, it's going to be a more realistic time for the match. A chance for Caroline Coalition to go warm up their vocal cords. Are you going to be out there participating in that? Absolutely. And I'm bringing, um, bringing my roommate with me, so it should be a good time. Um, I think the biggest thing for the club there, like uh, I, I heard from Andy, who is... Again, just uh, irreplaceable um, and invaluable to us um, that it was a very chippy match against uh, Fullerton. I imagine it's going to be the same thing against the Lights. I know how that team works. I know how Eric Winalda thinks of himself as a manager and thinks of his players. Uh, those tests are great that we need to get in the beginning of the season so that we're, we're ready first week of the season, get after it. Um, rather than going two goals down this time, you know, the first game of the year, hopefully we're, we're just – we're throwing haymakers and getting a couple goals up instead. And I think those these really hard, grindy matches that we've got in the preseason are, are the biggest way to get to that. 
Definitely. And I'll go to you, uh, Alan. I will. I would have to assume in this match against Las Vegas that this is going to be one where it's going to be more like a realistic match. You're going to play uh, your starters maybe three-fourths of the match, two-thirds to three-fourths of the match, and getting a proper, prepared for that first match of the season. Um, especially since up to this point, you really haven't gone full strength for a match. Um, do you think that's what the plan would be for this final preseason match, or do you think it's sort of like what we see in the NFL, the last preseason match is strictly the people that aren't going to make the roster? Um, I think that you start close to your starting 11. So with like football, you're trying to find those last couple diamonds in the rough for your, and you have tons of subs. You can just sub in and out, but you know, with real football, you got three subs. You got to make sure the guys on the pitch can go a full 90 plus. Um, they work well together. You might try a couple things here and there to try and tweak you know, a system or, try a couple guys with a, you know, swap them out to see if the combinations change. Uh, but I think you want to really try to get a sense of what that first game is going to be like uh, with the starting 11. And I would assume that you're going to go out with as close to um, your, your actual starting 11 as possible um, and play them a good chunk of time. Maybe not the full 90, maybe instead of swapping at 45 or a halftime, like you go 60 minutes 75 minutes and then try some stuff out the last 30, uh, 30 minutes of the match. So uh, you definitely want to get that fitness level up because uh, you don't want to go in the first game of not fully match fit, uh, but you also still maybe want to experiment. Perfect. And then, you know, again, this is the last tune up before we, the, the real games begin, the matches start counting. Uh, that's on March 6th uh, against El Paso. Uh, at Championship Soccer Stadium. And again, uh, just a reminder, if you haven't been listening to us over the last few weeks, we will be doing a live pregame show from the stadium. We will broadcast it just like we do all of our podcasts. We will release it in podcast form, but we'll actually be uh, at in a booth in the stadium uh, broadcasting, uh, I believe, scheduled to join us for that uh, preseason show is uh, the owner, James Kesson of the club, uh, and also general manager, Oliver Vies, Uh Vice, Vice, one of those things. I always mess up his name. Sorry, Oliver, if you're listening. Uh, they will be joining us for the pregame show. And, of course, then uh, Dylan and uh, Alan, we're going to all just sort of talk about what we're planning for that or what we're expecting to see out of that match and just sort of share the atmosphere going on around the stadium. I, uh, if I'm correct, it's dollar beers before the match for every Friday match. And luckily, that is a Friday match for uh, the home opener. Uh, so we will be, I think, right in that area where they're going to have those dollar beers is where we should be set up. So you can come out and enjoy some dollar beers and listen to our wonderful takes uh, on orange County and thoughts on the match and hear what the GM and owner have to say for that. I'll be drinking. Um, I saw those dollar beers and I'm <laughs> going to get a ride to and from the stadium. And so I'll be, I'll be drinking. And everyone loves drunk Dylan. I think that's usually our better episodes is I'm intoxicated. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure I'll partake. And I don't know, Alan, if you plan on partaking, let's just have fun out there and let's enjoy it. And um, let's, uh, if there's any traveling El Paso locomotive fans, we can try and rile them up a little bit. And, um, you know, hey, last time we did a live show was against Phoenix. And I think the Phoenix fans were there actually watching and paying attention to us more than the Orange County fans. So Orange County fans, come help support us a little bit and show up there and and, um, show us some love. If you're interested and you want to get on and give a quick take on the match or the season, we may open up the mic for that as well. 
All right. So I, I feel like at this time I need to get some sort of dramatic political like theme music going because it's time to get into our debate portion of this episode. Um, for many of you that uh, know there was a presidential debate tonight. So I just sort of came up with last minute of a thought. We'll do a, um, a debate uh, of Orange County Soccer Club's roster. Uh, and, you know, we got together before the show. We actually took a little picture. I posted on social media. If you're watching the live stream, you can see that picture. Um, if you didn't watch us live and you're listening on the podcast, go check our social media feeds on Twitter and Facebook. You can see the image that we have. Uh, Dylan, you look very angry uh, when we pose for this picture. Are, 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 you, are you okay? Are you ready for this debate? Um, yeah. No, I think I'm one of those people. Um, I've always been very idealistic. I, I, I have some very strong beliefs and I stick to them and I do not compromise. I'm terrible for the government uh, for that exact reason. I'm great for debating for that exact reason. And I think you made me... And- the senator from Vermont in this image, which I thought was very funny because he often gets those same ideas where he is very idealistic and is unwilling to compromise regardless of whether or not that's actually factually true. I, I try to stay out of it. And I have no idea what I was doing when I posed for this picture. I'm like dreaming off in La La Land, probably the way I am when I'm hosting the show. Sometimes I'm not even paying attention to what's going on. Uh, and then much like Alan... The- candidate that you chose to put your face that you chose to superimpose <laughs> your face on if i'm being entirely honest i i know exactly what you're talking about dylan and then alan just looks excited he looks happy he's ready he's you know saying hi to the crowd he's just ready to get the debate going um alan what was yes. going on in your mind when you posed for that picture um i'm always excited to perform and a debate is just a performance with facts <laughs> we'll see how good you do in this debate here. Um, so what's going to happen? <laughs> Here's the way this debate's going to work. And again, this is all sort of last minute. So we haven't really got a chance to prepare. I know Alan was preparing. That's why he joined us a little bit late. But we're each going to pick um, a portion of the team. So we're splitting it up to defense and goalkeepers, midfield and attackers. We're each going to get assigned or pick a, a group of players. And we're basically going to have to prove to everyone why that is the best group of players or the best section of the team um, the, I guess the most comfortable section of the team where you know that that's going to be the part that's going to carry you at least for this per- first part of the season and carry the team. So we're going to give it to you, Alan, first pick of which group of players you're going to represent. Oh, I get first pick. The, like the butterflies immediately started because I think there's a, a good argument for I, all three of them. Um, but I'm going to have to go uh, with, I believe the attacking players are going to be Orange County's strongest group of players uh, this season. All right, so Alan Warren is taking the attacking players to represent. Uh, Dylan, I'll let you have next choice. Are you going to take the midfielders or the defense slash goalkeepers? I'm going to take the defense and goalkeepers. The defense and goalkeepers. There's a very obvious reason as to why I'm not picking the midfield. If anyone's watched any games over the last (laughs) nine and a half to 11 months it's very clear all right all right so mr dylan sanders is taking the defense slash goalkeepers and that leaves ray bloomberg as the midfielders Woohoo! i'm gonna i'm gonna kill it you guys i'm gonna wreck that was this. i'm gonna make it what was that uh, i'm pretty sure you were Buttigieg, not bloomberg i i if i get you the original picture yeah it is bloomberg oh um, but it's okay. I'm so sorry. And I look five minutes ago, I said I wasn't paying attention to this. I'm a liar. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's unavoidable. 
So what we're going to do is I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to try and be that unbiased moderator here. We're only going to do this for about 10 minutes max. So it's not going to be super long. Hopefully we're not boring anyone, but again, we just, you know, had to do something to, to make this fun and sort of fit in with what's going on. Um, so what we'll do is I'm going to give you guys each um, basically like 30 seconds to a minute for your opening statement as to, you know, what you plan to, to prove in this, this debate. And I'm going to go with you first, Alan. All right. So it was a big loss to lose Michael Seaton. I will concede that point right away. But to replace Michael Seaton, it took two people to replace Michael Seaton. And I think those two people are going to fill in beautifully for Michael Seaton with Darwin Jones still on the wing. I think we're going to go with a very attacking minded offensive uh, one, two punch at top. We have some great speed and skill positions on the wings. I don't even think the back line has a thing to worry about. And all the midfield has to do is kick the ball to our attacking players. There is no doubt that our attacking players are by far going to lead the way this season and are the strongest group of individuals that are going to win games and score goals. All right. I'm going to hand it over to you, Dylan, representing the defense slash goalkeepers. You got about, uh, you know, 45 seconds to opening statement. Um, I have to agree with Alan. I think we're going to go with a very attacking-based team. I think that's always in Braden Cloutier's strength. I think that's his kind of belief, uh, how he sets his teams up. But I think the biggest thing here is that we have experience. We have a great mix of experience with Kevin Alston and Michael Rosco and a great mix of youth with some of the Rangers players. Um, Nathan Smith, who can play on either side of the defense, Blake Malone, who can either operate as a center back or right back, as we saw a few weeks ago against the University of San Diego. Because we have a pacey back line, I don't think we need to worry about getting beat on the break. Um, if we're pressuring teams high up on the pitch, we've got some pacey center backs and some pacey fullbacks. That negates some of that worry that we had last year. Some of that, some of those nervous, nervy back passes to the keeper that get intercepted and and get put in. Um, and hopefully, and this is my big hope, is that with that mixture of experience, that experience trickles its way down. Wow, this is very quickly becoming a political podcast. Trickles its way down into some of the younger players um, who believe all right times 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 up dylan times up. oh well then in a proper debate i'm going to keep talking and completely ignore what you said um that they (laughs) their their play will be improved um and that we will ultimately be one of the one of the better teams in in the western conference that's my big hope all right so dylan's just trying to hog this debate um that's the only way he he's going to be able to win the debate that the defense uh, and goalkeepers are the best part just, is just by hogging all the time the and not day. let any anyone else say anything. So let me jump onto this about the midfielders. Again, 45 seconds or so for this. Uh, when you look at the midfield group, uh, it is a very solid group for this Orange County team. You got the longest tenured, like, contributing player on this roster when you look at an Aiden Quinn, who I think any Orange County fan will agree he is at least one of the top two players on this team, if not the, the the most important player that you have on the roster for Orange County. He's that player that's going to set up the offense that needs to score goals. And the way you're going to get that is through an Aiden Quinn, who's going to give you uh, those, those passes. Oh, by the way, that Aiden Quinn is also the guy that is your penalty taker. 
uh, unless that gets handed back to Anna Voltson. But either way, we know if Aiden Quinn needs to be there, he is solid at that position. You got Harry Forster, who now has a year in America under his his belt. He's going to come back with a vengeance. He's going to uh, show the fans that he deserves to be here and he deserves to be a key part of this roster and and take it to the next level this season. You you stole Seth Kasipoli from, from Reno to bring him down here. You have a returning Danny Chrysostomo, uh, who is came out of nowhere last season. Now we know what he can contribute, and he's from what I hear, he's looked stronger this uh, preseason. And, and then you add some of these other players, these other young players that are at this point unproven. They have a chance. You got you know Francis Jacobs, who proved at, at least at his age group that he can play. It's going to be a chance for him to shine this season. That's why the midfielders are going to be awesome. All right. So there's our opening statements, gentlemen. So now we just get into the fun part. This is where we're just going to argue about stuff. Um, this is going to be no holds barred. There's no rules to this. You can, you know, you can go for a low blow if you need to on this. But we got to see who's going to win this debate. Um, I'm going to give Alan first crack at this, and then Dylan or myself, if we don't like what you're saying, we're going to let you know, Alan. I would just be concerned with the solidity of the back line at times. I think it really boils down to how well Michael Orozco can coach those players up. Um, there were definitely some issues last time early season with the back line. Uh, they had more holes in it than uh, Buddha judges healthcare plan. Um, <laughs> so boom, 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 bam, 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 bam. And can I say, um, can I, can I just jump in really quick, Alan? Cause I'm going to, sure. I'm going to be on your side for this is um, Kevin Olsen isn't getting any younger and he needs that health care. He's, he's going to be on the injured list. You know that at some point in the season, and then you're going to some very young or unproven players that are going to have to fill in for him at this point. You don't have the benefit of having uh, a player like a contour and, or Joe Miko who can fill in on that right side where Kevin Olsen was. Um, and you know, it's going to work. So I, I agree with you. Um, Mike, Michael Orozco, it's, it's Michael Orozco is the only one I think you can can depend on. Go for it, Alan. Keep going. Um, and then as far as the midfield, like, I would be remiss to ever doubt Aiden Quinn's abilities. Um, I think he's consistently one of the uh, better performers in the USL. Um, he's always seems to play well. Uh, it's just how well does that midfield come together? Um, there were some issues with that as well last year with trying some folks out and really trying to find that midfield that clicked. Um, and if that midfield doesn't click, then the offense kind of struggles. And um, Orange County is kind of league average in goals scored last year, like right at league av- or Western Conference average. And I just think adding, you know, yeah, you subtract a couple pieces up top, but I think the pieces that you added up top uh, really make uh, the top four a really daunting um, four to stop. Like you're going to have to mark four people. And yeah, Aiden Quinn can jump in. It's going to be that fifth, maybe that fifth attacker. Maybe Kasipley comes up box to box. But I really think that front four, front three, front four is really going to be the strength that Orange County rests on. And I think that boils down to Cloutier's philosophy. Uh, you play fun attacking soccer or football. And I think it's going to boil down to the guys up top. And I think they're going to be the ones that carry them across the line. Here's what I'm going to say about the midfield. You're, you're going to, uh, you know, people are going to attack it because it doesn't maybe have this, this, beautifulness about it uh three of the key players in that midfield you look at Aiden Quinn Harry Forster Danny Chrysostomo uh they're returning players and they're key players last season they're coming back now with a year uh together on a roster 
Uh, and I'm expecting those three to be a big part of this midfield. You're going to throw in a Seth Kasipoli, uh and, uh, you know, uh, a Brian Oloski. You're going to see Francis Jacobs and Cammy Palmer probably get some opportunities. But, you know, you're looking at three players that played a lot of minutes last season together, and they're only going to be better this season because of what they went through last season, some of the trouble uh, that they went through last season, some of the difficulties that happened. Uh, now you got these players. They know they know what to expect from their teammates, from the coaching staff, from just soccer in general here in Orange County, and, and they're going to be that much better. You cannot say that about the the front line because you have I, I know Enavolson's a returning player from a few seasons back, but the roster is way different from when he was here. You have um, Ugo Ugo Okoli, new player to this roster. He played what two matches with the OC Blues back in the in the Stone Ages. Uh, and, and you got Darwin Jones, who is amazing. You got some good bench players there. I, I will give you that, Alan. But you don't have the the solidarity yet. That's going to be something that's going to have to build through the season. Same with the defense. You have Alston and Orozco and then a bunch of new players out there. It's going to take some time for the cohesiveness to get there. The midfield's going to be strong from the very beginning, and that's why they're going to they're going to be the most important part of this team, um, especially early on, but pretty much throughout the whole season. You keep discounting the defense when we historically know that every USL side involves. I'm in the middle of a podcast. Sorry, like I said, I'm at a party again. Um, You've every... lost this, Dylan. You've lost every this year. Every year in a podcast. Or, sorry, every year in the US. Wow, I'm really drunk. I'm so sorry, everyone. Every year. He can't USL... even take a debate seriously, folks. This is why you should not trust this guy. And you can't trust his views excuse on the defense me. and the goal. Hey, hey, he, he can't even I'm keep things straight. Like he doesn't know where he is. From Vermont. He's, guy, he's just doing his Joe Biden impersonation. My brain is applesauce. <laughs> My name is Ronald Reagan slash Joe Biden. Um, I'm gonna. People are going to hate me for that comment, but I mean, really. Uh, <laughs> don't elect million-year-old men as the president or women. Okay, anyway. Um, we are historically ignoring the fact that defense is the worst part of every team for the first three months of the season. This is true in the USL every year. It's why the Monarchs are usually far and away the best team in the USL Western Conference every year. This year, I think Phoenix has a really great back line, and they'll probably be taking that from the Monarchs. But we have pacey guys. We have Michael Rosco. We have Kevin Alston. If Kevin Austin doesn't perform, he's going to get dropped. Um, he might miss out on a couple games because Blake Malone is is capable of taking that spot. Or Nathan Smith is capable of taking that spot. That's great. You want that competition. You want those guys to be going really hard in training. You want that depth in case someone stubs a toe, someone breaks a toe, someone's shoulder gets um, separated, which were all actually injuries that involved Kevin Alston last year, but bad luck happens with defenders. Guys are making elastic tackles, they strain muscles, they take deflections, stuff like that. We have a really good, capable, deep squad of USL, like quality USL players in the defense, and that's going to make all the difference for us at the first bit of the season. And if our attack, for whatever reason, happens to be like last year, with a lockdown defense that it looks like we've got it's going to make these games a lot closer. And it might turn some of those losses that we had last year into draws and some of those draws into victories. I, I, I will say this just in your defense or Dylan, I do trust the defense more than the offense heading into the beginning of the season. Again, just because it's a lot of new players out there. Uh, Okoli, you don't really know what to expect out of him. I know he was a golden boot winner uh, three or four years back, but it's three or four years ago. And 
what it, it, it you know the sports world and everything is what have you done lately so um yeah but I think the, the the biggest thing is we have a deep these guys are all quality usl players they can do a job at this level and it doesn't matter which player gets his name on you know who's who's second on the team sheet who's first on the team sheet it doesn't matter which one it is in that back line they can all do a job at this level and that's that's the biggest thing that we really need here. If they can do a job for 95 minutes, and I'm talking 89, I'm talking 95 minutes, then we're doing a hell of a lot better than last year. I think, and no disrespect to Leonardo, these guys are better than that level because they're younger and they have that pace. And no disrespect we'll see. to Liam Trotter We'll see on that. They're we'll younger, see on that. they have that pace, and they are natural well, defenders. You, you, uh, Orange County had a younger player with some pace last season that could play there in, uh, is it uh, Hugo Ariano? But he, what did he do for the team? He didn't do much. Um, so you're, sure you're talking about these younger, you're not talking, you're, you're talking about these younger players with pace, but so far, at least under coach Braden Cloutier, that hasn't proven to be something that he puts out there or that he trusts because two seasons ago, you're looking at like, a, um, who did we have? We had like Yoshua, we Carlin. had, and Alex Cornelli and Jewel, Thomas Jewel Nielsen. Um, but again, it's all about the midfield. The midfield are, the, are what's going to carry this team, again, especially early on in the season, but I think throughout the season just because that's where you have um, the cohesiveness there. And by the way, Dylan, I think the goalkeepers are going to split from you. They're going to create their own party because you didn't once mention anything about Frederick Dew or Aaron Cervantes, so shame on you. Let's get to our closing statements now, and I'm going to start off with you, Alan, your closing statement. Uh, I think that rotation in the midfield will be interesting to see if they can hold up. Um, and if Chrysostomo can continue to develop, I do think there's some question marks in the back line. We'll see if Frederick do Aaron, Aaron Cervantes and Michael Orozco can organize them, but essentially you're trying to replace 10 goals, 12 goals from Seton. You sign two guys that can easily uh, match Se- uh, Seton's tally by themselves, let alone together. Uh, I just think that the offense is strengthened in a way uh, that I think you're going to push above league, above Western Conference average in goals. I think it's going to boil down to the, the top four putting it in. Yeah, they're going to rely on the back and the midfield to get there. But I think that when it boils down to it, I think the, the attack is going to be the most exciting uh, group on the pitch. Excitement is doesn't win championships, right? Defense wins championships. That's that's what we're looking for here is a, a solid defense to get us through the first couple weeks. A solid defense to get us through defenders go, or sorry attackers going in and out of form. That's what we need. That's what we didn't have last year for a good part of the year. That's what we need this year. That's what we have this year. Um, so the problem with your defense argument, Dylan, and, and this will end wrap things up. The problem with your defense argument is. One of Orozco or Alston go down, your defense is basically sort of screwed there. You're going to have a bunch of unproven players, at least with this roster, uh, that are still learning what to what they need to do in this system uh, to perform. Um, that's going to be a, a huge impact for Orange County. And same thing for the offense. You lose one of those, you know, replacement scores for Michael Seaton there in either Okoli or Enavoldson. Now you're weak in there because now you're down to one of them, Darwin Jones, and then you know, someone else out there. I, I love Vinicius and I love Kevin Coleman, but they haven't proven yet that they can do it for a full 90 minutes out there on the pitch. Again, with the midfield, you've got three players that uh, were, were key contributors to last season's squad. 
Um, Aiden Quinn is by you know, by far the 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 leader of that midfield and one of the leaders in this this clubhouse. And then you've thrown in someone like a Seth Kasipoli, uh and you know a Brian Olaski. Edson Alvarado has an opportunity to shine. And then I'm looking. I'm really excited what we're going to see out of Cami Palmer and Francis Jacobs. Two young guys that are going to get a chance out there uh, on this, and they have some great leadership with uh, with Aiden Quinn there, showing them how to play this. Uh, so, yeah. Um, let's do this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've listened to our very first ever debate here on the orange and black soccer cast. Uh, so, you know, give it up for these wonderful people. If you're listening to the live stream, you can see what I'm talking about. These, these three wonderful gentlemen for debating their hearts out there. Um, go on to social media, uh, and let us know who do you think won the debate? You can, uh, you know, if it, if it's Ray, you could tweet, you know, just tweet at DJ Ray Samora. If it's Dylan, you can tweet at, OCSC underscore Dylan. And if it's Alan, it's uh, at a Underwood 20 something. I don't know. What is it, Alan? Rude 48. <laughs> yeah, I was close. <laughs> no, you weren't so, close at all. You were 100% off. <laughs> you were close to the nearest 100. So <laughs> at a Underwood 48. So uh, you could tweet out, tag us on there and say who won this debate so that we can see who you guys agreed with. Uh, you could just do it on your own. If you don't even care what we had to say, if you were already choosing offense, defense, or midfield, go for it. Just like you wouldn't, you know, politics, you know, sometimes you don't even listen to what people have to say. You just vote. Um, I'm not saying everyone does that though, but I know a lot of people that do. Uh, let's get into this. Is there any other soccer news that either of you gentlemen want to talk about before we uh, get to the Bye. random thought of the evening? Luton Town are off the bottom of the championship. They've won three out of their last four. They beat Brentford, who are in, in the playoff places 2-1 today. They're, they're making their way off the table. I'm, guys, I'm excited if we pull off this great escape. Ooh. Also, I can Don't excited about Luton Town. A beat Not being in last place. From uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. It's a good, it's a good, they have some good options. I, my favorite one is their purple haze, by the way. Um, Alan, what about I, you? Any I, other I soccer related those, stuff? They're very about? good. Everyone else here is having them. I'm sorry. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I just wanted to point out that I said zero bad things about Aiden Quinn. So hopefully we have him on the podcast again. He doesn't have another reason to throw me under the bus and roast me. I said nothing but positive things about that wonderful human being. That's it. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any soccer stuff to talk about uh, as far as or add to this. So let's get to our random thoughts. Um, let's start with uh, one of the two losers of the debate. We'll go to Alan first. Well, why aren't you starting? If you, I mean, we're talking about losers. Um, <laughs> random thought. Let's see. Um, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Uh, beginning of the soccer season, everyone's out of shape, including the supporters. Uh, make sure you're taking good care of your body. Uh, so you can get through uh, the singing and the chanting and the drumming and the smoke and all of that. Uh, so just take good care of yourself. Uh, drink lots of liquids that aren't beer. And uh, make sure you're having a good, fun preseason match on Friday. Um, and it's not just about the players on the pitch getting ready. It's about everyone. And I know a lot of us are really excited to get the season started. So that is my random thought. Take care of yourself. Uh, Dylan, what about you? Well, I, I have to echo Alan's comment. I greatly approve of that as someone that remotely 
cares about their health. Um, this is a random thought for all of you approaching an age in which you might need to get a colonoscopy. Go get your colonoscopy done. Um, colon cancer is an extremely dangerous um, disease that affects a lot of people in this country. Also, if you get a fever after your colonoscopy, go to the hospital. Tell them what's happened. More than likely, you have an E. coli infection. Um, my other random thought is that we should stand with our brothers and sisters and whatever other people support soccer in Tampa Bay. Ralph's mob, um, the the Skyway Casuals, I think, is another supporters group there. Everyone in the USL deserves the right to pop smoke whenever they want. They deserve to have healthy, productive, um, equal relationships with their local government and their fire marshals regarding that. We are very lucky that Irvine, of all cities in Orange County, is okay to have us popping off smoke. I'm hoping um, earlier this week, for anyone that missed, the Rowdies um, are currently unable to do so because of their fire marshals ruling in Tampa Bay or St. Pete. I'm not exactly sure which city it was. Probably St. Pete, where they actually play. But we should stand with them. Hopefully they get their right to pop some smoke back. And let's have one... Hell of an amazing 2020 season, guys. I don't particularly care what the results are. I'm so excited to see all of you again and to meet new people and put new names to new faces. And I'm I'm thrilled. So I will see you all on Friday. And if I don't see you all on Friday, I will see you all on March 6th. Wow. Man, Dylan, you, 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 that's hard to follow there. Um. You know, uh, everyone that has been listening to our podcast for a while uh, knows that I do coach you soccer. Uh, we just got back together for our first practice this uh, uh, yesterday on Monday. Uh, our first game will be in a few weeks. It's going to be the weekend of, I believe, March 14th is the day. So that weekend, uh, we'll have a game that Saturday. I'm looking very, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I have a lot of returning players. I actually have a kid that was with my team a few years back that's returning that is really good with the ball at his feet and then another uh, that just joined us that is a, a pretty amazing player as well so i'm looking forward to this season uh, most excited i've been heading into a soccer season uh, in a while uh, for my youth soccer team so that'll be fun and yeah uh, like dylan and alan have said you know the the season opener is approaching alan uh, you know stay get in shape get ready for it um be ready to go out there and, and yell your hearts out don't want you to to ruin your voice because your voice isn't ready for it. So, you know, go, go practice some screaming uh, in the shower or in your drive to work. So you're ready for that um, or some loud singing. Uh, and um, yeah, I think that's means we're ready to wrap things up. Right. Uh, Dylan, or I'll give it to Alan or Alan. I don't know if he has the script with him. Darn it. Um, we, I, I'm going to give it to Dylan for one of our sponsors. If you want to take it, you could just sort of wing it as best you can, especially with uh, where you're at right now uh, in your uh, drinking stage of what, the night. Like so you know which sponsor I'm talking about. Um, looking for... I knew what the brand was, Alan. Jeez. Looking for custom for your local team, supporters group, or other gathering of human beings? Look no further than Icarus FC. Pronounced Icarus FC. For your custom jersey design needs, visit them at, at Icarus FC on Twitter or at Icarus FC PHL on Twitter. That's not, that's not at all, but 
it's good enough. <laughs> this is going to be our highest rated episode because we're just like digging into the machine and I'm super intoxicated and people love dumb young people, right? All right, you ready? Here you go, Dylan. This is the way it works. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design <laughs> your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. That's the way that works, Dylan. So you can practice it for next week. I'll actually send you the script so you can start learning it. Or we'll, we'll uh, have our cool voiceover guy oh, record it here shortly so no one on, has to do it. Which is what I'm doing now. <laughs> well, I'm doing my drunk radio voice, not my actual radio. We've already shared it, but Dylan, where can our followers uh, follow or where can our listeners follow you on the social media uh, pages? You, you can find me on Twitter at OCSC underscore Dylan. You can find me on Reddit slash you slash OCSC underscore Dylan. Or you can find me at ldonnews.org under the byline Dylan Allen. Oh, and soon. All right. Let me promo this. You can, if you're Scottish and you, or you like Rangers or both, you can find me doing a 20 to 30 minute podcast every week about our wonderful three Rangers players on loan. Yeah, Dylan's decided to take that on all by himself. Um, we will work on getting those all out on the podcast form. Um, so wherever you can find us, you'll be able to find those podcasts as well. Alan, where can our listeners listen to you or follow you or whatever? You can find me on the on the Twitter machines at a underwood forty eight. That's it. And you know how how awesome Alan has been. He hasn't once tried to like pitch his other podcast. He does. Alan, take this opportunity. Let our listeners know where else if they want to hear your voice more. Where can they find that beautiful voice of yours? Uh, I am also doing a standing loyal focus uh, podcast. It's through the BGN networks. So if you found this one, it's the BGN. Um, we have a Twitter account, fair underscore pod, um, and give it a follow, give it a listen. Um, it's fun. Perfect. And, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Ray Samora. Uh, you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccer cast Instagram. Same thing at OCSC underscore soccer cast. Look for us on Facebook by just searching for orange and black soccer cast, or go to our website, OCSCpodcast.com to find all of our episodes and also, uh, any news or information that we post on that site uh, for all of our listeners that have been listening since day one. Thanks for the continued support for any newer listeners. Thank you for joining us on this amazing uh, journey that we have through the world of orange County soccer club. Go check out some of our older episodes. If you want, ever want to hear what we are referencing when we are talking about something on there for Dylan, for Alan, I am Ray. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. You have been listening to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. For the latest Orange County SC news and information, visit our website, OCSCpodcast.com. Also, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com.